Uh, tonight we're very, very lucky um, with thanks to Word Christchurch um, to have Harry Josephine Giles performing for us. I feel very lucky. You feel very lucky. Um, I, I, I mean, I'm just the hype guy. All I have to do is like make you all very excited and whooping and cheering. So I'm doing that all right. Um, but I don't need to say anything intelligent because you know uh, that's going to happen regardless. Um, so if, 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 I, if I, that's just to say, if I'm kind of disappointing, don't worry. Um, it's going to be okay. Um, I'm very excited to be here. I've said that too. Um, what I'm going to do to hype you, to continue the hype, is that I'm going to uh, say some things off a bit of paper, that's so that I get it correct, uh, and then I'm going to read a poem um, just to, like, I don't know, warm you up. I don't know if it'll make you feel warm, but it'll make you feel something. Uh, oh, no, I can't promise that either. Uh, but, uh, but then we'll all be in the poetry mood. Oh, yeah, we're already in the poetry mood. How great is this? I feel like I've gone bright red. Um, cool. Well, I'm going to... Right, good. Um, good. 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 You notice how that's one of my special skills is that I pull you all up and then we come back down again. It's like a roller coaster, which is what we want to feel because they're fun. Um, are we having fun? Great. Uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a poem um, of of my own. Uh, whoa! I got one fan. Yeah, I've just I've just finished I've just finished uh, like telling jokes. Believe it or not. Um, <laughs> On, on stage um, for a little while, and so like uh, going from jokes to poetry is quite odd, I think. Um, but maybe I should just write funny poems that would solve the problem, wouldn't it? Um, not very funny. Uh, <laughs> cool. So, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read a poem, uh, and then um, and then and, and then we'll, then we'll hear from Harry, and it will be great. Um, good. Uh, so this this poem um, I wrote a little while ago uh, when we had that election, and then it was very tense for a long time because we didn't know what was going on, and it all depended on old Winnie, and we we're all a bit tense, and we just we were in this limbo for ages, and it was quite anxiety-inducing, right? Just me, no, everyone else too. Good. Some some nods of recognition. Um, so uh, so I, I wrote I wrote a list of like reminders for myself to like coach me and how to like stay calm. Uh, during these tenuous times, um, and but I think it's like kind of maybe hopefully applicable to the rest of my life because a lot of it's tense. Um, the world is tense, so uh, this is uh, notes to self on engagement in election season, but also on onwards from that too. <clears throat> Listen, you are not unfloatable. These weights at your ankles are not too much, you see. Your job, the government, these grand media debates about who is worthwhile, a grey winter morning, those conversations with those men at that bar, they are not enough to drag you underwater, okay? You are only as much of a fuck-up as your last thought, so you will surface again. Listen, you are not unsinkable either, so watch yourself. Don't leave a festering spider bite or a twinge in your back or one too many dark thoughts alone to heal. Work on them. It's hard to talk politics convincingly when you are in too much pain. Listen, you need to kick your feet to swim. Cause a bit of a fuss. Listen, the ocean is a terrifying dreamscape of creeps and trenches, so be a good amount of bold 
and be smart. Educate yourself. Read dangerous and important articles that are longer and less image-dependent than the shit you find on BuzzFeed. Stories are weapons and you need as many of them as you can store up. You see, the ocean is coming with anglerfish and postal plebiscites and horrific amounts of plastic and white supremacists with tiki torches and Nazi flags and storm swells, so be a good amount of reckless. Listen, seagulls are screeching a gale in the sand. You know how to filter out their obnoxious nonsense and you will. But don't ever mistake need for greed. Listen, the salt water marks on your pillowcase and the tide in your ears are battle scars, you see? You have stayed afloat till now and it is okay if that is today's miracle. It is okay if that is today's heartbreak. The sun is not actually going anywhere. Listen, you are not a boat, but you are a strong swimmer. Know the difference. Thanks. Poems! Yay! Cool. Um, so it is uh, my, my great pleasure to, uh, to introduce you to you, uh, Harry Giles, um, I'll tell you a tiny, tiny bit about them, um, and um, I'll thank some people, and then we'll bring them up to raucous applause. Um, so first off, I just want to acknowledge um, some of the supporters and funders that got us here tonight, so Creative New Zealand and Christchurch City Council and the Rada Foundation, as well as Words, Words Christchurch's patrons and, and supporters. We want to give a huge thank you to them. Um, we want to thank the Space Academy, obviously, um, and we want to um, thank, uh, oh, I wrote a sentence that's different to the way I started that sentence. So that's why notes are largely unhelpful. I need like a projector, I don't know. Uh, so, so, okay, Harry Giles has just come from a, a bit of a, a couple of, how many shows in Wellington? Five, five, five shows in Wellington. Um, Amazing over the weekend um, to 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 great acclaim I hear um, and uh, is from all the way from a tiny island called Orkney um, and uh, based in Edinburgh um, interested in poetry and theatre and games and fun which is good because that's what we're having good response. Um, Remember, it's a roller coaster, or if you're not into roller coasters, a more gentle but still fun ride. Yes, I've got one fan. There's someone over there that's just like occasionally whooping when everyone else is like, that didn't really work, did it? Um, um, so... Uh, this is presented by Lit Crawl Wellington, um, and Harry Giles appears with the support of the British Council in partnership with the Writers' Centre in Norwich, in the UK, and I wrote Norwich without the W, so I would say it properly, but now I think I've said it wrong anyway. Um, and it is part of the International Literature Showcase, and although that sounded a bit like I was reading it from the paper, it's actually very sincere, which is why I uh, read it from the paper. We want to like acknowledge that it is really cool that people are funding uh, poets and performers and theatre makers and fun havers from all over the world to come to little places like here. That's amazing and we want that to keep going. So let's hear it for all of those people that do that kind of stuff, right? Good, good, good. How warm and fuzzy are we feeling? 
I'm so pleased. Um, so remember the raucous applause. Let's go. Put your hands together for Harry Josephine Giles. <laughs> Wow, that really is warm, like incredibly warm. I honestly, the um, the wel the welcome that has been extended in uh, here, uh, the three places that I've been, um, has has completely overwhelmed me, and I have never really experienced a, a little mini tour um, like it. I just haven't in terms of. Um, the welcome of organizations and audiences and other writers so thank you um i am from a tiny tiny island um uh, the island that i grew up on had uh, 700 people on it um the uh, it's now only got 500 but it's doing okay <laughs> i didn't murder them <laughs> much um so to come, so 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 this doesn't feel like a tiny place to me. This feels like whoa, bright lights, big city, naming lights, and uh, the, the 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 fact that I um, have written some words in an order and then put line breaks in it, and that means that I I get to travel here. It just strikes me as fundamentally absurd, but uh, also lovely. So thank you for your welcome. Sadly, I'm gonna. I, I fly out tomorrow um, and will be putting myself through once more another like 36 hours of airports um, and really, really, really stupidly I check my emails this afternoon and my phone bill is in there, my council tax is in there. Uh, so, so I'm sad to be leaving the welcome but um, so this poem is to remind me uh, or is, is a little mantra or a spell that I wrote myself to get through <laughs> to get through times like the next 36 hours, which will be much less warm than the next hour and a half. Um, it's called... Uh, is, the, is my volume okay, by the way? Are you all good at the back? Okay, good. Um, it's called Instructions for Behaviour at Border Control. <laughs> Wear a red dress. Paint your eyebrows green. Ensure your gait mimics the gait of a lion who's fallen awkwardly from the sofa and is pretending he hasn't. <laughs> Hop sideways and shifty across the line that says, please stand here. Throat lustily, now you see me, now you don't. Fall to one knee with a ring made of luminous plastic and zebra skin. Ask the loneliest guard to marry you. Stroke her gun. Whisper in earnest, I studied witchcraft. Then laugh, because with your green eyebrows, she can't but know you were telling a truth. While stamping out hours of cue, ignoring the teeth of glossy instructional vids, invent a magnificent teleportation device, and with its tachyon trails, write theories of history to gut the future. Return steaming and sing of this to the queue and the guards and the screen and the signs till the thrice damned terminal implodes from the singular weight of its own internal contradictions. And breathe again, and spell again the teleportation device, 
the manifesto, the implosion. Make a lever of your time. Handle yourself with care. Thank you. Thanks for everyone who laughed at the Marxist joke. <laughs> sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Clearly, you've all been reading Das Kapital. That's good. You'll need it for the next... In your life, actually. It's... I only, I only got halfway through. Ten years ago. But I pretend I read the whole thing. I got most of it. Um, this is called vamping. So I have to apologise to you in that I, um, the, this tour is kind of um, relaunching uh, my first collection, which is called Tongue It, um, which means tongued, just means tongued, um, but it also sounds filthy, which is, is kind of the point, um, uh, which we've, we've published in a new um, edition, and it literally arrived six days before I uh, came over. Um, and I packed my suitcase with as many copies of that and everything else as I possibly could, but I didn't quite bring enough copies, so I'm a little bit short on the book, book table out there, um, for which apologies, which is why I'm covering my face in an un unearthly glow from my tablet, so they can just sit out there. And um, I'll tell you more about buying books later. Um, but also it means I have to do vamping between poems, because I'm going like, where's the, where's the poem? Anyway... Um, this is a poem about government questionnaires. Um, it's based on UK ones. Um, I have been told by some audiences here that some of this is familiar. It's called Your Strengths. Are you thrilled by excellence? <laughs> Are you always curious about the world? Are you thrilled when you learn something new? Can you bend to touch your knees and straighten up again? Are most of your friends more imaginative than you? What is the enlightenment? Can you use a pen or pencil? Can you undo blouse buttons? Can you recognise a friend? Where does Father Christmas come from? Can you walk 100 metres without repeatedly stopping? Can you walk... 50 metres without repeatedly stopping. Can you walk at all? Is walking good for the environment? Do you avoid activities that are physically dangerous? Do you make poor choices in friendships and relationships? Do you change the subject when people pay you compliments? Who defeated the Vikings? <laughs> Can you put on a hat? Can you turn on a tap? Who is the patron saint of Scotland? Can you pick a light object off the floor? If a police officer asks you to come to the station, do you have to go? Can you put your arms behind your back? Can you sit in a chair without needing to move? What is it very important to do when engaging a solicitor? Can you empty the catheter bag? Do you have trouble accepting love? from others? Can your speech be understood by strangers? Are you any good at planning group 
activities? Are you able to fit in no matter what the social situation? Do you ever say funny things? Do you mope a lot? Do pain and disappointment often get the better of you? Do you have control over the voiding of the bladder? Does your life have a strong purpose? Do you have a calling in life? Who is the heir to the throne? Do you lose concentration on a daily basis? Do you lose control of the bowels at least once a month? What must all dogs wear in public? Can you cope with minor changes to routine? Can you complete a simple task? Can you successfully complete a simple everyday task? Can you complete normal activities without overwhelming fear and anxiety? Can you sustain any personal action? Do you always say thank you? Even for the little things? Do you stop and count your blessings? Do you look on the bright side? Are you aware of the impact of your own behaviour? What should you do if you spill someone's pint in the pub? Are you any good at sensing what others are feeling? Do you have completely disproportionate reactions to criticism? Do you have unpredictable outbursts of aggressive, bizarre behaviour? Do you cause distress to others on a daily basis? Can you pick up a pound coin? Is the police force a public service that helps and protects? What are the fundamental principles of British life? Do you like to think of new ways to do things? Is it a criminal offence to carry a weapon of any kind? Are you able to look at things and see the big picture? Do you need verbal instruction? Do you have a well-thought-out plan for what you want to do? How many pence are in the pound? Can you see at all? Can you let bygones be bygones? Do you always try to get even? Do you always finish what you start? For the curious, um, every question in that poem was extracted from either uh, the Life in the UK citizenship test, for which you have to know things like where Father Christmas comes from. <laughs> Very important. The, the correct answer is the North Pole. Um, I think. Pardon? I, I, st I still can't hear you, I'm sorry. My hearing's really bad, but you should tell me later, because I'm sure it's really interesting. <laughs> like, I really am. No, no, that sounded sarcastic. <laughs> Shit! You're not allowed to think that was sarcastic. It's just the way I talk. Shit. Um, uh, uh, right, life in the UK citizenship test. Um, the Department of Work and Pensions uh, Work Capability Assessment, which is what determines whether or not you're disabled enough to get any social benefits. Um, and also a, a psychometric test that the Job Centre, our unemployment service, um, runs, um, ran, used to run, called uh, My Strengths, um, which was a psychometric test that it turned out no matter what answers you gave, it told you the same things. 
which was that you were energetic and a good leader. <laughs> and it was your own fucking fault you couldn't get a job. Um, <laughs> might take things to a slight... I'm going I'm to... Not every... I actually, most of the poetry that I write isn't particularly political. Often, like, I do a lot of political stuff in the rest of my life, and... Um, uh, often poetry is where I go just to write pretty things because you have to have that. you just have to have some prettiness in the world um, but this poem is uh, uh, is based on my second favourite Wikipedia page of all time my favourite Wikipedia page of all time is list of lists of lists um, it's such a good page I really recommend reading it my sole Wikipedia edit in my entire life um, was to edit list of lists of lists so that it included itself as an entry <laughs> Because obviously, list of lists of lists is a list of lists. I was very upset that it wasn't self-referential, so I fixed that. Anyway, my second favourite Wikipedia page is Timeline of the Far Future, which tells you everything that's going to happen for the next few billion years. Um, like when planets are going to crash into each other, when the sun's going to die, when you can expect the heat death as the universe. It's so good. Um, so this is written about that. Pantum, oh, that's just like a fancy verse form. You'll pick it up. It's nice to write in. Pantum on reading Wikipedia's timeline of the far future. First, the Niagara Falls, carving their way back to their mother, will cease to exist. By then, the break of the moon will have slowed us a second a day. No matter our carbon, the blanket ice will send us back to our mother. We'll cease to exist. By then, a supervolcano will surely have opened its arms, no matter our carbon. The blanket ice will send a white kiss to the sun. The earth cools and warms. A supervolcano will surely have opened its arms before the surviving coral rebuilds, before our white kiss to the sun. The earth cools and warms and cools. A continent will open and roar before the surviving coral rebuilds, before we lose all the old mountains. A meteor strikes and cools, a continent opens and roars, and further out, a great moon's flight will close. In the old mountains, his fall strikes. We cannot see much further, our numbers go dark, as further out, the great ring's flight reels into dust. Beyond this mark, we cannot see further. Our numbers go dark due to the limitations of time who reels into dust. Beyond this mark, we only know the system turns that you, due to the limitations of time, due to the brute physics, are a shaking echo. We do know the system turns, that you, in the moon's fall, the planets crash, are owed to the brute physics. Is a shaking echo enough? Do you need to know yourself more than the moon's fall, the planets crash? You're owed nothing by entropy, but are given a store enough for your needs. To know yourself more is really nothing but luck. Nothing but spin, nothing but entropy. 
You were given a store of half-held understanding. And here you begin. There's really nothing but luck. Nothing but spin. The break of the moon will slow us a second a day. Half hold this understanding. And here you begin. First, the Niagara Falls carving their way. Too small. Very bad um, but I do like to have my set list here because I am in a band. <laughs> it's very cool. It's a, uh, it's a hardcore thrash punk band. It's called Fit to Work, um, which is what happens. What is literally what you get declared if you answer the wrong answers to the, uh, the Department of Work and Pensions Work Capability Assessment. You get declared fit to work, and then you die. That's not a joke, that actually happens all the time. But I made you laugh so that you would then feel guilty about it. That's how I roll. Um, I don't know how to rescue this moment. I just kept talking, and then like some really, really dark stuff came out. So I just do a poem instead of pretending that the world isn't full of horror. Because um, that's how I cope with the world being full of horror. If you would like to find out more about fit to work or anything else I do, you can visit my website, <laughs> uh, um, which is harrygiles.org. Um, um, I'll tell you more about that before the break. Um, okay, this is about pets. Um, it's called Here Be. In ten years' time, you will adopt a dragon. Maybe from a shelter for unwanted cryptids, or just because... Do you know, I'm actually going to tell you something about this poem. I, I was just like, I'm gonna, let's talk to them a bit more. Um, 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 so when you, when you do a poetry book, you get like an editor, like somebody who actually reads your poems and like engages with them. When does that ever happen? So excited. And my editor is called Henry Bell, really lovely, lovely person, really helped the book along. Um, gave me lots of good advice on the book. And then we got to this word cryptids, um, which means, like, made-up creatures. And why do you keep going back to page 42? I don't want you to be on page 42. Um, which means made-up creatures. And Henry was like, I can't use that word. It's too, it's too fussy. It's too fancy. It's, it's, just, it's drawing too much attention to itself. And I was like, No! <laughs> I like that word. I'm keeping that word. And I agreed with every single one of his edits apart from that one. So we still get the word. Now I'll do the poem again. <laughs> In ten years' time, you will adopt a dragon. Maybe from a shelter for unwanted cryptids or just because she landed in your back garden looking gorgeous but a little sad about the nostrils. Either way, you'll place a dish of charcoal on the kitchen floor and immediately fall in love with her ankle spurs, her eyelashes softer than the undragoned imagine, the way she could roast you if she wanted and might. You will quickly get used to the smell of singed curtains. You will move to a top floor flat so she can practice dead drops down the stairwell. 
You will sing with her a tuneless, raucous clatter of song that'd send sleepless neighbors into fury if it weren't so holy. You will be astonished at the speed your life changes, at how much time she has eaten, clockwork and all. It's more than can be explained by her hot scales through your jodhpurs. Her wings are impossible. The aerial views in her gift are impossible. She is impossible. In eleven years' time, you will finger the scar on your cheek and hope that when she left you, in flight or in a slit in air's fabric, she meant to leave you with such a hoard of gold. I know it's sweet, isn't it? Listen, reading from a PDF on a tablet is not working, so I'm just going to grab a book. It's just not working for me. I'll bring it back in the break. I'm like, oh, I have to hold my finger on it, and now I can't do the gesture thing, and I need to flap my hands all the time. That's what the psychiatrist said. <laughs> That's literally true. You're not, see, you're laughing again. That's actually ableist of you. I'm going to call you all out on Tumblr. So problematic. So problematic. I'm allowed to make these jokes. When you, uh, when you get an official psychiatric diagnosis... Uh, you're allowed to make really terrible jokes about it. That are, and if anyone calls you problematic, actually they're being problematic. That's what happens. I should stop digging. I should stop digging. Do a poem. Um, let's... Uh, does anyone feel really uncomfortable right now? <laughs> I, I do. I feel really uncomfortable. Um, uh, 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 let's stay in the world of fantasy. Um, this world of fantasy. This is a very filthy poem. Um, but um, I've made it child-friendly uh, by uh, changing a lot of the words. Um, this is based on my third favourite Wikipedia page of all time. Um, poem in which nouns, verbs and adjectives have been replaced by entries from the Wikipedia page list of fantasy worlds. <laughs> you gore me. Boxen and your Sartorius Delis and Angius Crin, to Xanth, to Zethique, as though an erd of Baslag were termina under your Hyrule, as though I were charn already. Don't beckon to me. Don't tear like I'm Lodos to your Emelin blessed, like I'll zen when you tortle my devery tarth. Ooh, I'd land over Earthsea with you, Panem. <laughs> it's Erewhon. You're still Melnibone. Your Eberon Oz and Ebronus Quinn are still Spira. I nurn you. But Faltha, your Athos, and then you can halla me. Og Idris, Eidolon, to pern me, Tamriel. Harn me, till all my mundus orbis won Glorantha Aya. 
name all of the books and computer games and films that those are from, I'll give you a present, because even I don't know. <laughs> no idea, I just wrote the sounds down. Um, the reason for doing that, I wanted to kind of lead you into different language. So, um, um, uh, about half the work that I do is in, is in Scots, which is one of the three languages of Scotland. Um, so we have English. Um, we have Gaelic, which is a Celtic language, like Irish, Gaelic and Welsh and Breton. Um, and, and we have Scots, which is a, a Germanic language like English. Um, so it's sister to English, and Scots and English are sort of about as close as Swedish and Danish. So if any of you have watched, like, the Scandi Noir, um, The Bridge, has anyone watched that? Right, okay. I fucking hate it. <laughs> All right. Oh, look, we've got an autistic made character. She doesn't understand people. I, again, I'm allowed to say that. <laughs> Just if you're feeling awkward, because I have the diagnosis. Um, uh, uh, I don't hate it that much. I mean, the second... Back, back on subject. Back on subject. So the way that the Swedish and Danish people talk to each other, even though it's different languages, that's like Scots and English. Anyway, so um, I just wanted to ease you in through a few um, Scots poems. Um, for the first couple, I'll do the Scots and the English to kind of get your ears attuned. Though you'll still be able to follow half the words anyway. Um, this is called Visa Wedding, um, and it's partly about me and, like, multiple identities, because we're all postmodern, blah, 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 blah. And it's also about, like, the relationship between um, Scotland and uh, the US and um, Scotland's obsession with country music. Like, when I was growing up, um, we learned traditional Scottish dancing because, like, dances are a big part of community life. But, like, halfway through the traditional Scottish folk dancing, like, the folk band would go off and, like, a country and western band would come on. <laughs> and that's the thing that happened. And so we have this, like, stereotypical obsession with the US and they have a similar one with us. So, visa, wedding. Listen, it's simple. In Orkney, I'm English. In England, I'm Scottish. In Scotland, Orcadian. This glibgabbit monilitit tongue snacks identity as though it was a gaulich piece of with a sweet and sour belong. Like all oh, the other songsters, a uh, ballad the islands for the city, buzz the city for the islands, burn frantic through hydrocarbons for transatlantic chokes where heme is happed in bacon, fried on grits, tursit and that muckle minding and mad on ancestry, hits it lang and length, houseable. Hey, hold me close, America. Mac me your Kelty mascot, Mac me your island exotic, Mac me your immigrant by, mountain me with southern sun and mountain fur sap and stare me on ice cream, unnest me, unnest me, show me vistas, spread me skink in our strath and hill run, look, a growed up dancing, the gay gardens to blanket on the ground. Stripped the willow to on the bayou, shuffled and spatter elka wardo, hit the road, Jack, and never come back, nay mare, give me land, lots of land, take me home to the place I belong, send me off forever, but I ask you please, no more, nay mare, no more. Listen, it's simple. In Orkney, I'm English, in England, I'm Scottish, in Scotland, Orcadian. This fluent, many-coloured tongue snaps at identity as though it were an insect morsel soaked with the sweet and sour of belong. 
Like all the other singers, I ballad the islands from the city, buzz the city from the islands, burn frantic through hydrocarbons for transatlantic adventures where home is wrapped in bacon, fried on grits, tumbled with so much memory and made-up ancestry, it's at long last graspable. Hey. Hold me close, America. Make me your kilted mascot. Make me your island exotic. Make me your immigrant boy. Melt me with southern sun and mountain pine sap and serve me on ice cream. Unnest me, unnest me, show me vistas. Spread me thin over hill and valley. Look. I grew up dancing the gay Gordons, which is a dance, to blanket on the ground, stripped the willow, another one, to on the bayou, shuffled and spat every word of hit the road, Jack, and never come back no more, give me land, lots of land, take me home to the place I belong, send me off forever, but I ask you please, nemer, no more, nemer. Um, thank you. Now we'll go back to the tablet for a new poem. Um, so back on the dance, if it ever works. So back on the dancing. Um, so yeah, so it, uh, dancing was a, like a really important part of community life and still is. A little bit less so these days, it's just a bit of a shame. Um, so much so that we got taught the dances at school in PE. Um, but I went to a very small school. Um, there were literally only six people in my class. Um, five at least and seven at most. Um, we, you know, we piled up with other classes. But this did mean that when we had to do dancing, it led to some very interesting gender play. Um, which nobody admitted was gender play. We were all very serious about it. There's so much going on there. So much. Um, so this is about that. And this is written to the, to the rhythm or the tune of a gay Gordon's. Um... <laughs> you can't dance gay Gordon's to that. It's a bit too... No, no, it's not speed. It's not speed. It's fine. I mean, I, I wouldn't mind, it's fine. Um, I, I would normally just do a poem over that, but I'll just get the beat wrong. Because <laughs> this has a much more boring beat. Um, it's called Tack Your Partners, Please. I wear money girls, which means they dance together. Wanty lead and wanty folly, but miss cause the moves to men and ladies. I wear pecking tapes, folded arms like rulers. And the boys had their partners like a pistol or a jobby, ah, uh, a swither, ah, uh, atri at the grace of girls with girls. Vince likes rugby, Darren likes a hand on Vince's back in a clarty scrum. Darren burls Isla, our louse and Jane yokes Vince a bit of ticht, and Vince forgets his steps for he's on a dwam, just picturing a change. 
Imagine if incomers come, come we are clutch your boys, six tuplets, ages we are sailing darren, bye bye, that would switch the ratio right enough, and then they dance together, and I mind on to lewdly clearly complain, boys what a moan. They're in never meet of the changing room, no stowing geeks, no sealing understanding. They scant silk other's calves, sclent a rin in the shore when the other's turned, in permanent terror of being catched. And who would it feel to be catched? Shout out to the one Scottish person who knows what a job he is. Here it is in English. <laughs> Too many girls, which means they dance together, one to lead and one to follow, but miss calls the moves to men and ladies over panting tapes, folded arms like rulers. And the boys hold their partners like a pistol or a turd. <laughs> all nervous, all frantic at the grace of girls with girls. Vince likes rugby, Darren likes a hand on Vince's back in a dirty scrum. Darren turns Isla to loose and Jane holds Vince too tight and Vince forgets his steps for he's all in a daze just picturing a change. Imagine if incomers came, came with a clutch of boys, sex tuplets the same age as him and Darren. Oh man, that would switch the ratio right enough. And then they'd dance together and always remember to loudly, clearly complain. Oh, what a moan. Their eyes never meet in the changing room, no stolen peaks, no silent understanding. They scan each other's calves, turn around in the shower when the others turned, in permanent terror of being caught. And how would it feel to be caught? <laughs> a great mixed audience like when you get both a mm, and a clap <laughs> score um i think this is the last poem in the first half and um, we're gonna we're gonna take a break in a minute i'm just gonna do one more poem that seems right that seems does that seem right people who are in charge how long is the break people who are in charge 15 minute breaks to charge your glasses Grab a smoke? Are you allowed to... Is that allowed? <laughs> Outside? Inside? I don't know how it works. You know, talk to each other and buy books. Um, I'll put this one back. So, um, um, I've forgotten the name of the bookseller. What is the name of the bookseller? UBS. Thank you to UBS for running a bookstall for me. Um, I'm uh, really grateful to them for doing that. Um, and apologies to them and to you for not bringing enough stock. However, um, you have two solutions. So, um... Um, this book, the pink one, um, um, uh, you can um, put place an order um, for um, through UBS um, tonight. You can place an order for that book, and it will be with you very soon um, because one of the um, distribution hubs is Australia, which means it we won't have to ship from Scotland. Um, so you can order this book if you would like. This book, it is uh, something like twenty dollars, I think. Yes, it's twenty. It's definitely twenty dollars tonight. I think it will be that to order. I'm not entirely certain they'll be able to tell you. All the other ones, um, 
uh, that, that's it. That's like the stock. <laughs> like one of them is out of print. The others are in a box in my house. Um, we might be able to arrange a way to get to New Zealand. However, for the other ones, I put a lot of stuff online. Um, so a lot of the texts are available online for free. And there's lots of downloads that you can do online. And there's an audio book of this book online, which you can stream for free or pay to download. So basically, you know, you can get on my website and, and buy stuff off my website. But you should buy things from the bookshop first. Um, because bookshops need your support. Um, or if you want absolutely everything I ever do, um, I have a Patreon, ha ha ha, which is like a little crowdfunding platform, and you can like give me like a dollar a month, and um, you get access to everything I ever make. If you don't know about Patreon, I'll talk to you about it afterwards. It's a whole thing. I'm done with blurbing myself. I'm looking forward to not doing that. So I'm going to do a Scottish poem, but I won't do the English this time because it's a little bit long. Um, and uh, it was um, based on a residency I did um, in a community centre in Glasgow, which is Scotland's biggest city, um, called Govanhill Baths, which used to be a swimming pool, and then the council, in their infinite wisdom, closed it down. And then the community was like, uh, no, and occupied the swimming pool. Um, <laughs> I know, for like three months. Uh, 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 until essentially until the council promised to give it back to them. Um, so it's now run by a community trust um, and it is very, very soon to open again as a swimming pool, but it's been a community centre in the meantime. So um, this was written for them and addressed to, um, addressed to the people uh, who made the decision to close it in the first place. Um, obviously, as a Scottish poet, I live, unfortunately, in the shadow of Robert Burns. And just as Robert Burns is famous for writing um, his famous uh, poem to vermin uh, to a mouse, uh, this, is, this is mine. Uh, it's called <laughs> Tea <Te a> Kuntzelar. <laughs> Tea Kuntzelar, on his close in another swimming pool with his cots. We glake skybald fascist bastard. <laughs> What unca world, Max, you were maester? What glamour has your rising festa's projectile bulk? It's time to gi your fichy fuster an honest soak. It's folk like you will I tak poor, whoever smart to reassure their scrinket soul the erne poor, like aw around ye. And when your puck is quite secure, the wrath astounds ye. See you boo your pus to gods like prophet. The mare racks the trough and scoff it. The mare amuth the need food tough it's a striver's Scotland. I'm here to learn you new. Come off it. Your patter's rotten. <laughs> ye and all the folk was like ye. Schoolyard bankster wa manket psyche polis running a schemey reich we protect and serve. Midheed bummer wit sneests a spiky mern ma job's worth. I'd think that rogues would hate ambition, would aim for a CEO's position, would be PM type politicians, the mer to plunder. But you're content with shelpit visions and scurvin wonder. I ken that we should hold our lath for doomsters what are worth our breath, but mogro your muckle stooth, your muckle gruesome, 
You'd cut the libraries, cut the baths, cut all what's loosome, cut all what folk account a treasure. Your life's say tomb, your only pleasures, cruisely using rule and measure, a cut what vive you can't understand, what leisure we need to live. I'll talk a spell afore concluding to say my flightings, no including the folk in councils, no colluding with your fustian rule. Well, attack their poor and spread it, proving they'd join the pool. So can you know, we're teens expanding, well pinned what's yours and no withstanding the, the queen was leo, we'll loch disbanding, you're packing all. And though no first, you will be standing against the wall. Should my words seem off hysteria, a weird wits out a whack, a theory, our gain, your rangs were peery. I'll wish instead you see yourself as ever see ye, already did. <laughs> You've one chance left to rest your guest, you're silly, for that's mere than most will get for ye. See, mark your cast, I'm yet guy steaming. New councillor, resign your post and get to swimming. <laughs> Thanks very much. Be back in 15 minutes. Harry said it all. What a roller coaster. Um, but unlike a roller coaster, we do have a break. So, 15 minutes, buy some books, have a drink, chat to your friends, make a new friend, um, and we'll see you in 15 minutes. Thank you. Uh, welcome back. Um, I, I am having so much fun, so I'm going to keep this very short so that we can get back into... What, did someone just do a laugh at that? Or a, an unrelated thing, uh, maybe? <laughs> um, uh, but, but, uh, ooh, um, but if it's okay, I will, uh, we'll do one more poem, because I said I would. Um, good. Uh, good, 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 good. Um, so... Uh, uh, so um, I still haven't decided, and I'll decide in like one moment when I explain the, the, this uh, that I, I can't decide whether I'm going to do one that I think is in my brain but might not be, or I do one that's definitely on my phone. Um, and uh, the the winner is my phone. Right, so uh, this one is called uh, Te Whare Tapafa, which for those that don't know is like a, um, a kind of Māori model of uh, health and well-being, which says that um, a, a person is made up of not just like physical health, but like four four walls that kind of build a house um, of, of well-being. So your physical well-being, your spiritual well-being, your social well-being, and your like uh, social uh, like family and, and friends well-being. Um, so this that's the title and it's kind of borrowed from, from that model. Um, and it's about my grandma, who was a very, very cool lady. <clears throat> my body is a temple, so I'm told. Growing ancient, a protected relic, a shrine to the hundreds of bold and terrifying women who, against all odds and gods and storms and sailing ships and rapes and sicknesses, birthed another and built up that child's walls to be much stronger than their own. So if my body is a temple, I will carve in it a statue of every one of those mothers of mine back to Eve, and they will stand taller and bolder and braver than me, stronger and softer and harder than me, but we'll all have the same eyes, 
So when I sit across from my grandmother and I tell her my stories, she will see the statue of her I am building and she will remember how tall she is because my grandmother says she is shrinking. So if her body is a temple, its four walls are crumbling, her vertebrae have inched closer together under the weight of odds and gods and earthquakes and steamboats and a dying mother who was gone before she had built up her daughter's walls. My grandmother shrinks under the weight of 58 years of marriage to his 80-hour working week. She loses a stone to every funeral of a friend, to every subtle denial of her intelligence, to every argument about whether they're simply waiting to die to every shape forming a letter forming a word that only ever sits on the tip of her tongue and not into the squares of a crossword she shrinks and she crumbles but still her hugs envelop me and I'm told my body is a temple but none of the temples I've ever been to have been used as they were intended and so I am a work in progress I am built up and knocked down, repainted, redecorated, redesigned, forgotten for centuries, home for many, home for none. I survive earthquakes and remain a work in progress. Still will be when I am a grandparent. But her statue, her statue will remain painted in gold with the same eyes as mine. And so in every story I tell of her until I have crumbled too, she will be as tall as she felt before she met me. I mean, him. Oh, I ruined that last line and it really changed it. Um, I'm going to do that last bit again because it's important to me. Um, but her statue, her statue will remain painted in gold with the same eyes as mine. And so in every story I tell of her until I have crumbled too, she will be as tall as she felt before she met him. Kia ora. Coaster, everybody, a roller coaster. Just dipped right down into a real bad screw up and pulled it out like a roller coaster. Woohoo! Are we all having fun? Are we excited for the second half? Good. Uh, please then uh, give a warm welcome back to the stage, Harry Giles. Thank you so much for the introductions, uh, Ray, and also for these astonishing poems where I'm just, like, sitting on one side being like... <laughs> like, literally, if you could see my face, that was li literally my face. Um, it's, it's, I'm really glad that I get to hear poetry that's happening here as well. That's one of the great privileges of travelling around. Ah... <sighs> I am going to do a really nasty poem. It's short, though. It actually genuinely is problematic. I have literally been called out on the internet for this poem. Um, uh, what do you need to know? Um, um, a Malimac is a um, uh, is the local name where I come from for a fulmar. Do you have fulmars? <laughs> I don't know, maybe you do, maybe you don't. They're a small relative of the albatross, and... <laughs> okay. <laughs> one of us, one of us. Uh, um, 
uh, and uh, their chicks vomit on you. Um, right, okay. Uh, and uh, it's their defense mechanism. They generally only have like one spew in them, um, and it, you cannot wash it off. Um, anyway, that's what a Mally Mac is. Bloom. Oh, God. For you, the feral beauty of punching a fascist in the face. For you, the bruise as unfolding orgasm, the humiliation as scented whips. If when you watch you want to come, it's okay, God. Touch yourself. With your hand, God. Vow to learn to land that touch with the merciless precision of a blue-tongued skink's blue tongue, a tennis ace's ace, a Malimac chick's projectile filth. This is the dance you need, the sprint, the vigour. And when you're done, run the fascist off the street with fists where vital and kiss me. Um, thanks. I, uh, I don't know how I feel about that poem. Um, but I, I, I did grow up on a tiny island, and um, there were 700 people when I was a kid, and six churches. <laughs> six different ones. We had the Episcopalians. We had the Baptist Evangelicals. We had the United Free Kirk of Scotland. We had the Jehovah's Witnesses. We had the Plymouth Brethren. And we had the Methodists. <laughs> and that's why I ended up writing sex poems to God. <laughs> um, there's still three. But, um, I don't know, that poem's only half the story, so here's maybe one of the other halves. Um, oh, this is, it sounds like I, have, I actually really don't very much like Burns, um, Robert Burns. Um, I mean, it's kind of like, I don't know, it's like a, a Oedipal complex or an Electra complex or one of those or both of those at the same time. Like, you have to get out from the shadow, especially when you're international, but people want to know what you think. Anyway, um, um, so my favourite Burns poem is a, a poem that, that, that he wrote about um, revolution in France, um, which is called Why Should We Idly Waste Our Prime? Uh, it begins, Why Should We Idly Waste Our Prime Repeating Our Oppressions? Something, something, now's the time to... Something, I don't know, anyway. You should Google it, it's really good. Um, it talks about, like, hanging kings and cutting the heads off bishops. and Like, it's, it's his most, like, violently revolutionary poem. It's really interesting. Um... And it's in English rather than Scots, which is also interesting. But um, I was asked to write, uh, this year I was asked to write a response to Burns for Burns Night. Um, so this is my response to Burns and also to myself. Why should we idly waste our time listening to poets? It's easy enough to spin a rhyme, but guy harder to stow it. So as you can hear the polyphonic song of life and murder, the revolution's old ironic dirge, and I, you've heard her. If you can't kill and care for me, you cannot sing of liberty. The boys will toot their noble horns when there's a cause to trumpet. But there are those they only scorn who'd rather soothe than thump it. 
And those who sing of hanging kings whose virtue is inspired are often those who strangely sling their hooks when work's required. And so the revolution's words, my tree needs blood and rain for liberty. And every cut to cut us free is three more cuts need mended. One in you and one in me and one in those we've ended. To kill is hard or should be still and harder stills to bury the hated dead and those who will yet love them. Revolutionary. The wheel will turn recurrently. It is the wheel of liberty. So on that subject, or continuing that subject, um, and also uh, when, um, when a friend joined my uh, Patreon, which I mentioned earlier, um, uh, she asked for a poem on the subject of financial exchange between friends, um, which I loved. Like, it was the most meta thing ever. Uh, so I did. So I wrote a poem about it. So this one was for Maddie. Um, when she, um, there's, a, there's a saying that's um, said about trans healthcare in the UK, which is that trans healthcare essentially exists of trans people passing the same £10 note around from one to each other through all of their different crowd funders. Um, and sometimes I feel the same about art. It's like artists just passing £10 notes around. Wow. <laughs> the fingers are great. That fingers are great. The longing for one thing from inside of another. There was a world where... <coughs> oh, <laughs> I just... <laughs> Swallowed a bit of phlegm. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the 13th or 14th performance. I'm really sorry. <laughs> oh. 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 <clears throat> right, we're fine. We're good. Back on track. Thanks for that lovely sympathetic. Oh, that was really nice. I was trying to over. Anyway, right. The longing for one thing from inside of another. There was a world where tokens were exchanged for food. And when a token met your hand, a spur extended blandly into your palm to take a sip of blood. This payment kept the tokens bright enough to check your hair in, cool enough to glide from purse to purse. And in this world, there were two friends who made assemblages of wood and steel Stairways, sunshades, simple things to see through, things to pause on, things to touch. They worked apart, and then from time to time they met to look and say, this works, and say, no, this doesn't work. One day, one friend came with a gift, a question. They brought some time discussing techniques, and then they said, I heard your purse was light. I saw your building shed was empty and your tools were sore for oil. And they held out their hand with 16 hungry tokens free to take. 
Now, both these friends were just the kind of folk to argue far too hard about the way things are on other worlds, or could be, or were, and how to cross between them without snapping painful laws of space and time. At times, they held that wood and steel could build a bridge to where a body could eat without blood. And so they laughed as they watched the 16 tokens pass from palm to palm and felt the prick and wiped the reddish smears on the handkerchiefs that all folk carry tucked in their back pocket, the depth of the dye declaring the force of the flag. do a little sequence of poems um, now from <laughs> the other book that's sold out. Sorry. Oh. Um, but stuff is available online, etc, etc. No, no, I don't want... What you, what you, no, that's not what you're supposed to be doing, Tablet. Um, so, um, I, I wrote... A, a, I'm working on, continually, um, a long sequence of poems um, about the um, life and anxieties of a military drone. Um... <laughs> Uh, essentially, I was writing some really angsty poems and they, I couldn't make them work. And, uh, and then I thought, well, what if instead of all this happening to me, it were happening to a drone? <laughs> that had been clever. Um, and uh, so I started doing that and then it just became this character that lived with me for about five years. And uh, we're doing a, we've made a show of it, um, me and a, a musician called Neil Simpson and a video artist called Jamie Wardrop. Um, so it's like a spoken word music video, like, thing. Like, that's how, that's, that's what it's like. It's like 60 minutes of, like, drones, like, like that. But, oh, God. <laughs> I'm so, um, uh, 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 and uh, there's a book of it that exists, um, and the show will be touring um, later this year and early next year. And we're talking about trying to find some ways to bring it to this country. So that would be nice. So if you know people that would like to get a, like a really weird multimedia show about um, gender and technology and anxiety and drones, then <laughs> if you know those people and they have some money, then please introduce us. So I'll do a few points. Uh, the drone regards herself in the bathroom mirror. Her tan lines are embarrassing. She is two weeks into a cloud-patched getaway and already longing for a drink of water that doesn't taste of pasta. Her cock hangs wanting. She has not found a summer lover drone, so maybe it is time to turn on again her guidance systems. Her anemometer needs oiling. Her hands are sore from travel-sized hostel soap. She was turned away from the pizzeria for seeming too lonely. She wasn't built for cut price guide books, for Christ's sakes. She is razor's edge military hardware and speaks straight to the heart of the post-9-11 global condition. 
so why does she still want to take her bug-bitten legs down cobbled alleys, unlisted in the roughest of guides beyond the reach of global positioning satellites? So why does she want something new to write home about when she returns to the Wi-Fi hotspot something to gesture at over more familiar beers to remember when gliding through restricted airspace to deliver the payload? I was going to be like, I'm going to storm through these poems and I'm going to have a chance to clap and then you clapped anyway, it was so nice. The drone reads an article in National Geographic about Ophia Coma Winty, a brittle star. She is all eyes. This unfish of the gloom has organised her crystal skin not quite skin, but a suspect interface between world and nerves into a compound array of calcite lenses that is all eyes. The drone seethes, computing. Her single suspended 360-degree thermal imaging motion-sensitive mere camera has nothing on this total surveillance. The drone's thighs are lightly shaking. The brittle star glows in the deep night, dims in the barely day. The drone imagines hacking into her own silicon so that she might slam into the western Pacific and begin her descent so that her wings might be pardoned by coral, that her blueprinted undercarriage might submit to the long, slow mistake of evolution. She touches the brittle star's mute, false-colour portrait as if finger to paper were eye to eye to eye to eye. The drone goes to a multidisciplinary art exhibition (laughs) about drones. (laughs) Shit. Here are her crosshairs re-represented as a satire in crochet. (laughs) Here is her silhouette chalked on an Istanbul street corner in crime scene pastiche. Here is the light of God and here a children's choir singing she'll be coming round the mountain when she, when she, she examines herself in lino cuts and snapchat screen grabs. Each installation is wholly unable to neatly describe her technical infrastructure and makes of its failure a rasping howl. She walks through the gallery as though it were crossfire. She gets the bus home and sits on the sofa and tries very hard to rust. <laughs> you can, if you want to clap, you can clap. I just pause. I pause. You're so lovely. The drone considers quitting her job. Who is she kidding? She is always considering quitting. 
Each takeoff and landing, each commission quitting, each drive home quitting, each unsleeping night quitting, weighing the cons, asking herself whether it's flying or quitting that's truly the route to a creative and fulfilling life. And if quitting would give her more time to love, or if quitting is an illusion, quitting a fantasy of being untethered, quitting the dust, quitting the desert, quitting her flat, her city, her consumer preferences, her sense of entitlement, her cat, quitting the gentle release of considering quitting, knowing that she might quit, and that on quitting her job, there would be nothing left to quit, only herself, and so that the greatest risk in quitting is that even after quitting, there would still be explosions in her peripheral vision, and all she'd be quitting would be making decisions about what What burns and when? The drone asks her therapist what happiness is. He said, I'm suspicious of those who say they are happy. She said, I'd settle for not walking on broken glass. He said, You appear to have strong emotional resources. She said, when I think of you leaving, all I can feel is fear. He said, you have love and work that fulfills you. She said, I have bombs, I have bombs, I have bombs. The drone wakes up for once feeling mostly okay. Perhaps it is the early light's summer confidence. Perhaps the evening spent just reading. Perhaps it is only a chemical mystery. Whatever the cause, there is clarity and a distinct, if temporary, absence of dread. This is extraordinary. The drone washes herself and makes breakfast without once pausing to finger the still open sore of what it might mean to clock in, to decide to do this thing and not the other, to swipe the key card, enter the password, download the orders and surrender herself to the day. if we had a curfew or anything it's like just two more okay is that right okay that's what we'll do then very good oh i really want to do this poem um you'll just have to forgive me for like it playing the same like auditory trick <laughs> as one of the drone poems um uh uh yeah sod it who cares there's only so many rhymes in the world um <laughs> Um, oh, oh, I'm a little bit, a little bit shaky after the drones. The drones are the kind of the most personal thing I ever wrote. I don't write personally that much, and it was a real struggle to get some of it out, so I had to put it in the body of a military vehicle instead. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, two more poems. I, 
I was kind of I was kind of joking about growing up with six churches around me, um, and I went to like four of them at one time or another. Um, uh, but it has like, and you might pick up on some of it in the writing. Like it has given me like a. It is built like the ecstatic mode, like deep, <laughs> deep inside me. Even though I have lost any god that I ever had, um, I uh, the the sort of the mode of the prayer and the hymn uh, is still with me, and I, I'm kind of glad of it. So um, this is a thing prayer. Uh, yeah, I'll just do it. We acknowledge the baffling circulation of things. Things carrying guilt like a dead bird. Things hidden in bin liners so they might not be seen. Things unrotting in whorls in new islands. Things sheltered by sofas. Things sick with dust in the dark of the shelf. Precious things beaten into roofs. Hated things beaten into walls. Things blasted through bushes. Things so terrible with memory they cannot be given and cannot be kept. Things left. Things past. Things past. Things never. Things regretted. Things missed. Things lost, things held in the heart for a decade, then spelled away as if they never pumped blood. Things wanted, things wanted with the thirst of furious hells, then got, then got, then dropped in disgust. Things landfilled as riddles for history. Things buried in archaeological lasagna, parfait, dirt, tax. Things broken and zombied with thick black tape and broken, pure things, things who took responsibility, for whom responsibility was taken, for whom responsibility was a ghost, present, felt, unseen, thrice denied, things made with craft indistinguishable from magic, things made by robotic arms that took what care they could take, things given, things given away, things given new life, things allowed to live 17 lives, things glut with life, vampire things, Sucking heat from the air Things not of this world Alien things, imagined things Things churning through the reality of things Until reality is only a matter of things Things like that film, you remember the one, the rust, the heaps, the treasure, the things, the glossy white absence of things, the ache for meaning in things, the marriage of thing and unthing. These we acknowledge. We acknowledge that things move beyond our powers. We are ruling, ruled. Here we pray, deliver unto us only the things that we need and no more. I just, I just have this immense gratitude for um, you all for coming out tonight. This is my last um, event in this country. I fly home tomorrow, and I have, and then I pile into some events there. But I'm going to be taking with me like 
I don't know. I feel I, I feel looked after and welcomed and given extraordinary things and extraordinary poems, including Ray's poems tonight and the many poems that I've heard and the many stories that I've heard and challenges I've been given over the last two weeks. Um, and it's very nice to finish it here in uh, your place in this fantastic venue um, and with all of you. Um, so thank you <laughs> so much. Um, and that's for you. That, that clap is... I don't even know how to begin uh, repaying um, all of the generosity of everyone here. Mm. But I can start by, like, if any of you are ever in Edinburgh, just give me a shout. <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. I'm quite serious. Um, do, like... Can read the poem? What was that? Oh, <laughs> you're sweet. Um, I don't know. I've just had this... Um, I met, I've had this experience of like meeting some like uh, people who are much more famous than me um, in Wellington, including one whose books I really like. And then like, I didn't realize who he was. And then he had to repeat his name to me. Um, and then I played it cool. And then I accidentally like massively insulted his wife by, like, trashing a piece of work that she'd done without knowing that she'd done it. And then I got his bourbon confiscated by accident. <laughs> and, like, that just, like, I've never felt so free. <laughs> Honestly, I've never felt so free of shame, anxiety and embarrassment. Because, like, when you meet somebody who's a little bit of an idol and you just make a complete tit of yourself in, like, a way that's such so embarrassing that there is no saving it and you can't save it and you don't even try to save it you just carry on I don't know that was really freeing anyway the point being um I've discovered that actually sometimes and uh, some, sometimes your idols are just really nice and worth chatting to um and you can just have a drink and you can just be people together all of which is to say give me a shout if you're in Edinburgh not that I'm your idol <laughs> shit I just made that I made that sound like I'm your oh. trying to do a thing where I was like breaking down the barrier between stage and audience and just that went wrong <laughs> okay we're fine hit me up on Twitter whatever so this is for all of you um, uh, it's, a, it's a charm I started with a charm and this is another one uh, dear witches a charm for when you need it Take a burning memory and tear into as many pieces as your years. Mix with strands of weed pulled from broken pavement. Soften into paste with spit, piss or greeting, whichever is on hand. And with the potion write your true name in the place where you need shelter. A wall, a window or more likely your heart i cannot promise you it will work i can promise you your name will glow thanks very much
feel quite overwhelmed and it's always hard after something as beautiful as that to then have to jump up and be like, hooray! Ah! <laughs> Sorry if my face looks like this. Um, that my face looks like this. Um, so uh, thank you so much, so much for coming along. And, um, and, and I want to um, just thank the Space Academy for their wonderful, wonderful hosting of us. Um, thanks to, uh, to University Bookshop for selling some books to us. Keep this going, keep this going. We want to thank, most importantly, the wonderful, wonderful people that um, create these opportunities to have international people and poets come together and uh, share stuff with, with us in Little Old Christchurch and, with, uh, and, and kind of that exchange of talent and exchange of words is just something that I, like, I personally value, you all value so much, and it's so cool that we keep seeing this happening. So thank you for uh, Word Christchurch for facilitating this and all of their supporters, because um, this is just so cool and we we love it we love it we love it and thank you for coming out and supporting it and enjoying it and thank you to harry for everything thank you so much uh feel free to stick around uh have another drink uh etc etc make friends etc lovely lovely good hooray thank you so much